Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Gird your loins. It's time to go on vacay. Hey guys, welcome back to Vacay. I'm your host, Lisa Hamilton. I hope you're all doing well, despite it being shepherd avocado season. I always take this time of year particularly hard, so my thoughts and prayers with all of you. But on to more exciting news, I want to tell you all about this week's guest on Vacay. I had the pleasure of speaking to Mona Khalifa, who is a makeup artist, and she has also gained a huge following online. She's become a role model for diversity and inclusivity in the fashion world. And I got her on to speak about a particular trip that she went on when she was 17 years old. She went back to Eritrea, where her parents are from. She was born in Sudan and moved to Australia when she was about four years old. I really want to thank Mona for opening up. As you'll hear in the episode, she touches on some difficult moments that she has had since returning from Eritrea. And I think myself really lucky that I get the opportunity to interview people like her and give a platform for stories like this and it reminds me that travel is so much more than packing a suitcase and sitting by a pool there are layers and complexities and histories that all go into these stories so once again I really appreciate her telling this story and I hope you take something away from it Mona Khalifa, thank you so much for joining me on Vacay. It's it's nice to meet you at the very least over the internet. <laughs> I've never met you in person before. Thank you so much for having me. Honestly, I've heard so much, so many good things about you, and I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. I now I've got to admit, I've I've put in a little bit. Like this is a very sad admission, but I've put in a bit of effort with my makeup today. Usually. The guests get me barefaced just because it's over Zoom and it's all audio. But because you're so good at doing makeup, I I really wanted to impress you. You're so cute. I'm totally <laughs> loving the whole natural vibe. It's gorgeous. Skin glowing. Love it. Yeah, I mean, if you'd, if you'd spoken to me last week, I was having a full breakout. So you've gotten me on a good day. <laughs> we love that. We love that. <laughs> we do. Uh, now... Obviously, you have amassed a pretty big following on Instagram, Uh, but for those who are tuning in today, I'd love to hear a little bit about you, what it is that you do and all about you, just so we can educate those people and bring in some more fans, you know? (laughs) Um, So I started just like a few years ago, like about four or five years ago, Um. You know, I started like just vlogging basically all my trips, um, all my vacations and all that, like even like just spending time with the family and people really seemed to like it. And then I started incorporating because I am a makeup artist at heart. So um, I started like incorporating a bit of beauty, a bit of fashion and people seemed to like that kind of stuff. So I continued and we've 
gotten like a fair bit of um, members in the family right now. Yeah, I mean, I encourage everyone to go and check out Mona's Instagram page. Um, You do, as I said before, you do incredible makeup. And yeah, you have this amazing style. I really love it. And one particular post um, that really stands out for me, I think you're wearing... You're wearing a hoodie mm-hmm. and it said, um, like, East African Queen. Oh, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> and you were, like, in the captions, you were like, I've literally never had so many DMs in my life, people wanting to know where they can get a hoodie <laughs> from. Oh, yeah. Um, I, that was by a small, I think, uh, black-owned business in America that sent that over to me. And I absolutely love it. Um, yeah, it's just basically just owning what it is east african queen it's putting it out there yeah actually my first guest that i had on vacay um was flex mommy and i got her on to speak about a pretty transformative holiday that she went on going back to ghana to visit her family and i found that so interesting to hear what it was like to tap into her cultural roots whilst Mm -hmm. also still growing up in Australia and very much identifying as Australian. So I wanted to, in that same ilk, talk to you a little bit about your heritage and uh, going back to Eritrea and visiting uh, when you were an adult. So when did you go and visit there? So I was 17 years old. I remember this as if it was like just yesterday. I remember all my cousins like wanted to go at that time. And I was like, dad, dad, please, 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 please. Can I please go? Because it was year 11. Imagine that. Like we had exams coming up and all that. And then, um, and the year uh, prior to that, my uncle had passed away. I know it's a bit dark, but, um, and I just wanted to like, just see everyone and because my mom is the youngest in her family so everyone's much older than her so I just wanted to spend time with them um right so how many siblings does she have oh my god uh I I, I can't remember I think she's got 11 (laughs) siblings but a few have passed away so that's why like I have like a few left um and most of them do live in Australia but I know that there are a few in Eritrea uh so I was like please 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 can I please go and dad's like are you out of your mind? There's exams. If you manage to convince your teachers, um, I'm all I'm all for it. I literally spoke to um the head of VCE at my school, right? And then she was like, Yeah, I'm all for it. Just speak to each one of your teachers and based on like my sacks and all that, they managed to just pass me and I didn't have to do year eleven exams at all. I was wow. right on the flight. Um I did do a bit of Europe right before it, uh, but Eritrea was definitely a highlight like just to go back there although I wasn't born there but just to go back and say okay this is where my people live and this is where I come from or where my parents come from was the best three weeks of my whole entire life honestly it was life-changing. I can imagine and so you weren't born there you were telling me um before you were born in Sudan yes I was born in Sudan and we came here when I was four years old and have you ever traveled to Sudan no no, no, I haven't traveled to Sudan um although I do have a lot of family there I just haven't like especially right now with what's going on with Sudan I just haven't had the um time like I just want to go there when everything's a bit chill 
just so I can yeah. enjoy it, see a bit of history. Because there's, I think, even more pyramids in Sudan than there are anywhere else. So I'd love to definitely check that out. Yeah, I can imagine that must be really tough to, um, you know, without delving too deep into the yeah. heaviness. Because I, I know we want to keep it light. <laughs> but yeah, that must be so difficult to um, watch what's going on there and, and have that connection to the country. Uh, yeah, definitely. It's hard to see that, you know, these are my people that are going through it, especially even in Eritrea, because um, uh, as much as I love my country, there's a lot of like political things that I don't want to get into, but um, it just makes it hard for me to even accept like, okay, this is what my people are going through and I can't do anything about it. But it is what it is. It is a beautiful country, honestly, from because um, the coast is all like the Red Sea. So you could just imagine the water is just crystal clear. The sand is white. It's just, it's, it's heaven, honestly. It's amazing. Okay. I want to, I, I want to get stuck into the moments like that, that you experienced when you went on this holiday. So when you arrived, obviously this is the first time visiting there when you, well, you were 17, you were almost an adult, but mm-hmm. at a time where you could sort of really remember and experience things, mm-hmm. where were you staying? Um, when you went there, were you staying with family? Is that, I mean, is that what you do when you go over there? Or are you staying in hotels? What's the, the tourism like there? To be honest, I'm very, very lucky pretty much everywhere I go around the world there's family there and they will kill me if I stay in a hotel like honestly you pick any random country in the world I've got family but um (laughs) it's very convenient it's very convenient I save so much money in terms of like hotels (laughs) honestly I can't even um tell you how much I've saved throughout the years but for some reason as soon as I landed in Eritrea mind you it's like a little box of a um uh airport so you're like okay definitely different and there's there's just there's just one international airport yes just one a few flights that go in and out every month or whatever like it's not like it's not a busy airport at all um and I went there went straight to the bank you know to exchange money and stuff and then I was like all right where are we going and imagine I'm going back to my country where I have a lot of family and I went to a hotel (laughs) Because that was just me How being bougie. How did that bougie. go down? <laughs> I was me, that was me being bougie at the very start. I was like, no, nah, I'm going to a hotel. I need my comforts, da-da-da. But um, that was just at the capital city. But we stayed there for a few days. It was it was lovely. Like, there were a few um, French and Italian tourists that were there. Um, so got to chat to them too. And everyone everything was just lovely. It was just a normal hotel, right? Um and then when we went to like my actual like family's town that's when I was like staying with family and everything was quite normal um uh because thank god my family um are doing really well over there so it was just it it was it was lovely it was just so good to you know put faces to people's names and stories that my parents have told me like throughout the years um so yeah I stayed with my uncle mostly my dad's okay yeah do they pull out all the stops? Are you a bit of a superstar when you come into town? Are they like full family feasts? We're taking her everywhere. Like, is it is it all the stops? All the stops. Like, honestly, <laughs> um, my uncle was so excited because um, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm his favorite because the way he welcomed me. My <laughs> That's sister, on record now. <laughs> it's on record. My sister went there a few years later. She goes, hey, I did not get that welcome. Thank you very much. <laughs> 
I had everything laid out for me. Um, he treated me like full princess. I had like we had like guava trees. So I used to get like fresh guava juice every single morning made for me. Everything was just amazing. Um, they used to take me around, and because it's a small, fairly small like city where they're from, the whole neighborhood knew I was there. So it's like I love oh, the Aussie girl is here. The Aussie girl is here. Every corner I went to, like yeah, yeah, yeah. full street parade. A whole street parade, basically. It was so good. As you deserve, queen. <laughs> I felt like a queen there. I felt like a queen. I can't wait. The town where your family live, how far is that from the capital? Um, if I remember correctly, I think it's like a three-hour drive from the capital. And there's n- you have to, like, go through... Oh, my God, it's so scary. If you actually saw this. Um, so there's this really winding road like it goes across the mountains and it's like so skinny right and then you could literally just drop at any moment that's not for me that makes me feel a wee bit queasy honestly I had to close my eyes there was no way I was going to go through it without closing my eyes and we're in like some rickety van at the start it was insane that was like my first do they just do do they just drive though as if it's a a five lane highway honestly they drive like sociopaths i was scared for my whole entire i was like if i do not sleep right now i I will not make it to the other side like honestly and there's like baboons on the mountains too so you cannot stop or else they will mount the um the van honestly it's so freaky but the views are just stunning honestly the views are stunning sure i mean you may as well get some beautiful views if you're on the precipice of dying honestly you may as well go out with some stunning views that reminds me of uh a trip i went with my family to we were fortunate enough to go to morocco and we um we had a driver that because we were going all over the country and he was this beautiful man i forget his name but he was absolutely insane on the roads (laughs) and it sounds like a very similar experience like he was just like going onto the other side of the road like we're in the mountains like he's going like 140 winding around these roads and I was just like this is it they're such pros though they're such pros they don't just like the loveliest man and my no and my dad had to pull him aside and he was like I'm going to need you to um, <laughs> go a little bit slower. Everyone is, everyone's a little on edge. And he was just the loveliest man. He was like, but why? I'm tr- I'm getting you to where you need to get to where he just had no concept of um, danger. I know. But I mean, that reminds me. And he, he got this, us on time. Honestly, they do it like such pros. No issues. They have no fear. That reminds me in Egypt as well. We were, we missed a turn on the freeway. Tell me why this guy just turned around and just started driving, <laughs> like, against traffic. It was... Oh, no. I was like, excuse me, sir. He's like, what do you mean? You want to get to your place? Are you going to get to your place? I was like, uh-uh. No, no, no. This is not happening to me right now. And he did it. He just drove against traffic. Just And yet here we are. I know. I made it. <laughs> they, they must know what they're doing. <laughs> Honestly, what are rules for? Exactly. Now you spoke before about the beautiful coastline. Can you tell me a little bit more about, are they sort of big sprawling beaches or are they more coves 
Uh, and can you like what can you do there the, is it just sort of like you go walk along there or is it a, a bustling and do people go there and visit um so i think in terms of bustling it really depends on the seasons um they get a fair bit of like a uh, french and italian tourists um over there and obviously a lot of the oh, really? locals yeah um it's i mostly stayed in masawa and if you know masawa um there was cuz obviously we were colonized by the italians right so they've set up like really amazing beautiful white buildings across the coast as well um so it's yeah it's like sprawling beaches um there's a lot of coral um and uh and it's like a there's a archipelago over there too so you can go like hopping from island to island right but most of it is like uninhabited so it's just purely just natural it's stunning like it's just it hasn't been touched by man or whatever so it's it's just beyond what you can imagine um uh and a lot of the attractions are like so for example there is the oldest mosque in Africa wow not is many, that in the city or is that by the coast uh by the coast like not many people even know this because um it's uh it's just the ruins of it right now but before um islam even reached the rest of the world it reached richer shorelines so the first mosque of the companions was actually um built there before it even reached like wow. other um what's it called um saudi um cities it reached eritrea it was abyssinia at the time so there you go and did you get to visit there Yes, I did. And it was absolutely stunning. It was everything I imagined it to be. Um, just because um, the the history of like that mosque as well is where, because my tribe, um, Tigre, right? And then we were at the coast at one stage and that's where we first accepted Islam. So that's kind of like where my heritage kind of like goes to. So well, I can really imagine lovely. visiting there would have been... I've got I've got goosebumps like that is would have been an incredible experience it was just to see like where my ancestors like took their journey um it was just it was amazing I got like so many answers it just felt like home honestly and were there any other experiences that stand out to you that uh sort of confirmed your identity and sort of made you think I'm just so happy I came here and and made the effort to skip out of school and come here because (laughs) you know nothing else matters like I feel really like confirmed in my identity um I don't think it was like any big moment or whatever it was just like just sitting there and sitting with all my cousins and just being in the moment with them and just speaking to them and you know them telling me their stories and it was just a feeling like at times I could just me and my cousin just looked at each other like because I went with one of my cousins from Australia as well and we just looked at each other like are we like this is a pinch me moment like we would be sitting at the top of the mountain just chilling having tea with everyone and it was just so surreal honestly. Yeah I'm so happy that you got to experience that and I hope you Get to go back there. Is that something that you want to go back there as as soon as you can? Um, <laughs> so this is a bit of a funny one. I can't actually go back. Oh. Okay. Is, um, uh, what's happened? <laughs> <laughs> so um, I've actually spoken a bit too much against the dictator because we're run by a dictator in Eritrea. So I'm actually banned from going there for my own safety. Wow. Yeah. 
not many and you, people and notice, but yeah. When you, is this okay to be? I mean, it's okay. Included? Like I've oh, okay. I've said it plenty of times, like on um social media, like because I speak out a lot against um for my people, I should say. Um, sure. So yeah. yeah, it's just it's just something that happened, and like I mean, it is what it is. Like at the end of the day, if I end up going there, I may not come back. So just <gasps> yeah, I know, I know. It's it's quite serious. That's- it's heavy. It's quite heavy. Um, so it's a, that's a bit sad, but I'm also very glad I did go at the age that I did go in because um, it was very, very beautiful at that time and I'm happy I got to experience that. I mean, I don't. I truly don't want to go too deep into this because I don't want to get you I don't mind. in I don't, no, no, trouble. Honestly, no, no, okay. no, I don't mind. Um, is that something that you f- feel with your following that you now have that you thought that it was important to to use that platform 1000% otherwise like what do I even have the platform for if I can't speak out against injustices um towards my people like what am I here for just for you know fashion pics of beauty like that's just nothing compared to like what they actually go through and um so I would much rather use my platform to try to be the voice for them and I respect that so much because um, social media can be a, a very difficult place to navigate at times because it does feel like an overwhelming sense of just vapid materialistic things. So to know that there are people out there like yourself who have a following and you're using it for something more than just material things is... Um, reaffirming to me that there's still some really good people in the world. <laughs> I really try to. I really try to. Um, because at the end of the day, um, that's what really matters. Like everything else is just surface level, materialistic, as you said. And um, we all have goals. And at the end of the day, I would much rather um, speak out for good rather than just, you know, just for no reason. So to a slight sidestep from that... Yes. With all of that in mind, would you say that it is a a place that people should go and travel to when it's (laughs) safe to do so? Or is it somewhere that you think that maybe just um, steam your boots for for a little while? Um, Um, Or are there places that are safe to travel to? um, At the moment, I wouldn't highly recommend travel there as Mm -hmm. mm, crappy as that feels but um only because it's like right now there's a few like um political issues so and the country's kind of like going down quite um quickly so I would highly recommend a bit of you know hold your horses like don't go there just yet as sad as it is but hopefully someday in the future, I hope that even you can go there and just witness the beauty that is Eritrea, honestly. I truly now want to put this on my on my bucket list. The, the list is growing very long since the pandemic. I just honestly. keep adding to it. So I hope um, for the sake of, of your family and for the people who live there that things improve soon. Um, first and foremost, <laughs> I really hope so. I really hope so. On a, on a lighter note, yes, yes, yes. I ask all of my guests mm. the golden ticket question. I put them on the spot mm-hmm. and the golden ticket question is if you could travel anywhere in the world tomorrow, money was an issue, scheduling was an issue, pandemic wasn't an issue, 
civil unrest wasn't an issue <laughs> anywhere in the world, where would you get on a plane and go to? Honestly, uh, at this point, anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> but um, oh, I have a really, really huge bucket list. Um, I think one of my top picks that I've always wanted to go to is Cuba. Oh, nice. Cuba has been a top of my bucket list for so long and I just need to tick it off. Um, so probably Cuba, but if my followers know me, they'd know that I'm always down for a London trip. I've been going there every year for so long. So definitely London just to see some family and friends. I do miss them a lot. So probably there. I'll, I'll let you have a little pit stop. Yeah. London okay. on the Lent- way to Cuba. I'll yes. allow it. Yes. We love that. We love I make that. the rules so I can. Where, where can I get this ticket from? Where can I get this ticket from? Look, um, I'll get my people, who are also your people, to organise it in the background. I love um, that. I love that. I'll get it to you in three to five years. Oh, three to five years. Okay, okay. (laughs) (laughs) No, look, hopefully we can can get out and travel a little bit sooner than that, but it's all a waiting game at the moment, isn't it? Honestly, um, I actually have a wedding in Sweden to attend in June, so I'm just praying I'm allowed to leave actually I have one in Scotland oh it has been postponed like I think June mm. May or June and it has been postponed like three times so yeah I'm hoping that I can yeah I'm hoping I can as leave well. as well maybe we'll see each other over there. yeah in Europe why not yeah wouldn't that be glam of us I love seeing we've, that's where we can meet for the first time honestly imagine we don't even meet in Australia and then we end up meeting all the way in Europe okay I'm gonna make that happen I love meeting Australians in Europe or like anywhere in my travel it's like oh my god home I know. Yeah, it is nice, especially if you like, even if you're not traveling for a, a super long time, mm-hmm. the the homesickness always is kind of there a little bit. So it is nice 100%. to to hear that voice cut through the, the European air, isn't it? I feel like I can pinpoint Aussie voice voices when I'm overseas, like so clear. Like I could be in the middle of like the busiest place. If I hear an Aussie accent, I'm like, <gasps> Hello? Yeah, you're, the, the ears just tuned to it. I remember when I lived in London, I'd, I'd be on a busy tube carriage and I'd hear at the very other end an Australian accent. I'd be like, clocked you. No, it's you. got no idea who you are, but give them a little wink. Honestly, it's, <laughs> it's like... a bit creepy, actually. <laughs> be like, you're my people. Okay, so I want to give you a, a little moment to shout out any projects that you're working on. Where can people find you? What are your handles? Where where can they get pulled into the to the Mona Vortex? <laughs> um, you could basically follow me at Mona Khalifa XO, um, on anything on Instagram, on Snapchat, on Twitter. It's all the same app. And um, I've got a few things coming up I can't really speak about right now. But if you follow me there, you'll be able to see what's going on. And there'll be a lot of um, beauty, fashion um, coming up and a few very, very exciting projects um, that I can't speak about. But tune in. But I'm sure they're going to be amazing. Oh, yeah. You can't, I can't wait. Something wonderful. I cannot wait. <laughs> Mona, it has been such a pleasure speaking to you. And I just want to thank you so much for 
telling your story about your travels. It's been super eye-opening for me and, and really interesting to learn about all of these amazing places around the world. So I really thank you for that. Thank you so much for having me. Honestly, it's been an absolute pleasure. I'm glad that I've been able to come here to speak to you about my country and that other people are going to find out about it. I'm so excited. Well, I'll see you in, I'll see you in Europe. I'll see you in Europe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye. bye. <laughs> Thank you.